3: The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening to this show. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb. In for Colin Cowherd. And The Herd comes to you live from Los Angeles. We got an excellent hour for you, including Shohei Otani. No, he's not going to join us. That would be really, really cool. Apparently Shohei Otani, sneaky good Spanish. Did you guys hear this? Right? And in the all-time great gigs... A little bit of pressure in the gig, but all-time great gigs. Shohei Otani's interpreter, that's got to be a really good gig. Right? Because you don't have, you're not like security, so you don't have to worry about like, you know, head on a swivel. You just simply have to make sure that when the question is asked, you ask it to Shohei, and then whatever your response is in English, you just got to make sure you clean it up so that he doesn't, you don't say anything that would in any way... Make him look bad. That, Like, that's it. That's the job. But otherwise, you're like, you're hanging out with, <laughs> you're in Southern California, you're in the, the in the dugout, you're around, you're watching one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen play a sport, and you just get to be kind of like his turtle. Like, that's amazing. It's a good gig. Maybe that's a best for last. Oh, we have another best for last. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, most of you guys know that these teams are reporting to camp. Chiefs in camp first because they won the Super Bowl so they're in the Hall of Fame game the Jets were in camp yesterday Aaron Rodgers wearing a Jets helmet Jets jersey being a Jet It, it, it it's it's weird I mean the idea that he was so the anti-Farve for so long and now he's following the pattern of farv, and like it actually goes further if you think about it how about this so Eric Mangini was Favre's coach with the Jets, right? And Eric Mangini, who of course you hear on the Herd, you see on Fox Sports, Eric Mangini was a product of the New England Patriots. He's their former defensive coordinator. And he was in, they had built up a good roster and all they needed was a quarterback. Robert Sala comes over from the Niners, right? Obviously not as revered um, in terms of they haven't, achieve the ultimate success with Shanahan winning a Super Bowl but like look around the league everybody wants a Shanahan assistant and here he is this is what year 3 and needs a quarterback to kind of solidify himself he's a defensive guy like there's a lot of and then you have Aaron Rodgers and would he retire would he come back would he retire come back and then he ends up with the Jets like it's weird there's no the parallels are fairly obvious so this was Aaron Rodgers talking about how different he is in terms of his levels of patience.
4: I think it's always important to have patience uh, in shorts and helmets, have patience the first few days of camp. Sometimes the patience can wear thin if it's repeat mistakes, but maybe earlier in my career I was a little more uh, easily angered, and I feel like I'm a little less triggered as I've gotten older.
3: I, listen, I think that's a totally fair way of sharing how you're evolving as a person, Right. Like that's a dude who's like, you know, I was, I was kind of a jerk. Only usually we use a word that starts with a D and right. That I was, that was, and I'm better now, but you're still demanding, but you have more patience. On the other hand, it's really important to to know, to mention this. Look, everybody has patience in August, in July, like it's July. like Show me your level of patience when we get to December. And, you know, and he even said that it's like, well, a little different. We start making the same mistakes. You know, I was at, I was at a college campus last week and they're like, we, we just, we like our chemistry a lot better. Like, yeah, but if I would have come here in July of last year, wouldn't you have said the same thing about the previous team? Like, that's true. Everybody loves their chemistry. Everybody loves their off season. Everybody loves their, there's nobody's like, man, we really screwed up this off season. Like it's your first day there. It's going to be a long year. It's going to be a long year. It's going to be a long year. Aaron Rodgers, though, I thought this was really interesting. Alan Lazard, who, of course, played with him with the Packers, then went to the Chiefs, and now is part of his team with the Jets. Alan Lazard said this is the Aaron Rodgers offense. Here's Aaron's response.
4: Listen, I'm not going to say it's my offense. It's one I've had success in, for sure. But back in 2020, it was a conglomeration of what Matt wanted to run, what Hack had run in the past, and what I had run in the past, that we just kind of fit together. And this is kind of an offshoot of that. With maybe a little bit more West Coast flavor to it. But this is really Hackett's offense that, that I've been able to collaborate on him, yeah, with him on. And I love it, but there is a lot of teaching for sure.
3: Okay. So th- this is interesting here. Okay. And I, again, I think Aaron has given really, really, really clear and honest responses. He's like, look, in 2020, right? That was the, the, the COVID year when they lost the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that was a combination of what I've always known. He's a West coast guy. What Hackett is his philosophies and Matt LaFleur. And what's crazy about it is Aaron Rodgers won the MVP in Matt LaFleur's offense. And one of the reasons they brought in Matt LaFleur was because whatever West coast stuff, Aaron had always done, which always felt like, like there's two things that I've, I think we've all experienced, right? Every Seahawks game, Felt like Russell Wilson running around trying to make a play in the fourth quarter, like every game ended the same, and every Packers game was like Aaron Rodgers in the shotgun, also kind of playing backyard football, and you know, in in the second half of games, is that, is that fair? Like that's kind of your memory, and that had grown stale. So they brought in Matt Lafleur. I, I guess m- my question, and this is a legit question, is m- m- we're looking back on. Aaron Rodgers in the West Coast offense and his level of comfort with it, not realizing like the reason they went away from that and to the Shanahan, Matt LaFleur style was because the Shanahan, Matt LaFleur style is better. Right. You may not like it as much. You may not have done as much. You may not feel as comfortable, but it, it actually works really, really, really well. And here's the other thing. I think think Aaron's going to have a good year because he's one of those guys that he needs somebody to believe that he has to prove that he's better than he was. Like, he won two MVPs because they drafted Jordan Love. They drafted Jordan Love because he wasn't that good, right? He did look like he was getting older, and Jordan Love was a project and they're ne- they're, the Packers are never going to be drafting in the top 10, so they had a chance to move up, take a guy who was kind of risky, future play, and that's what they did. But the reality was, he wasn't that good that year, and then he bounced back in probably at least some part because Jordan Love made him think, oh, they don't think I'm any good? F you, I'm going to show you. So I do think he's got, he's still got that F U fastball that he can, you know, throw and have late movement, and he's going to have a good year. But he's not Aaron Rodgers of 2015. We shouldn't expect that of him. The thing about Aaron Rodgers is he had superpowers and he's still really, really good. Okay? He still clearly has his fastball. But it's it's like Clayton Kershaw. Like, dude, you get down late in the year and suddenly now in the playoffs, they hit you and they didn't hit you in the regular season. It's not... The older you get, it's not that you can't do it. It's that you can't do it as consistently at the level that you used to be able to do it. Right? It's the, you know that Toby Keith song? Sorry, you guys are like, what Toby Keith song? It was a Toby Keith song. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Right? You know, like when Shaq was with the Heat and they won the NBA title, Shaq wasn't dominant. One game in the NBA Finals, he completely dominated the earth. Back when he was with Kobe, he could dominate most of the games. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers can't still play. He can still play. He's going to be definitely accurate. But part of what made him special was he could run for a first down. He could avoid a guy. He had that unique athleticism. Unbelievable zip, arm strength, accuracy. I've said on this show that if you wrote... You wrote down, okay, like the 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 things you'd have to check in boxes for all-time great quarterbacks, right? Um, and I, I and I know Colin's perspective on it, and I appreciate it because the world has kind of come around to the he's he's just not a good, he's just not good from behind. Like when things are going good, he's a great front runner. That's fair. Okay, I think some of it is out of his control. Some of it he's done well, and you know some of those numbers, his defenses let him down. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over for the most part. And no, nothing, there's no stat that it is a bigger determinant into winning and losing than turnovers. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn it over. But you got accuracy, check. Arm strength, check. Athletic, athleticism, check. Uh, is, he, is he intelligent, check. Football intelligence, check toughness hell yeah dude he played an nfc championship game with a torn calf muscle that they lost because they were conservative and i I don't know what deal with the devil that russell wilson made but somehow they figured it out like he's he's everything but all of those things lessen just slightly when you're 39 years old right and he'll turn 40 on december 2nd father time and the 72 dolphins and one other thing, are undefeated. So I guess the my takeaway is, I get it. I understand. Like, we used to do a confluence of it. This is the offense I'm most comfortable in. Hackett knows that I'm comfortable in. We're working together well. He's super excited. He's going to have a good year. But all of those times from, you know, 2011, when he was the MVP. 2014, when he was the MVP. Even to 2000, you know, up until when they ran Matt Lafleur's offense, he was in his late 20s and early 30s. He's not that guy anymore. And so Aaron Rodgers putting on the cape and being superhero and running back there playing backyard football and slinging around like I I don't think that's the recipe for success that LaFleur's offense was because it took the pressure off him. You can run the football, you can chill, and then, you know, if you have it in you late in the game, make a play here or there. That's that's the 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 design behind it. All right, coming up next, Oh, excuse me. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically doubles all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously. See terms, check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. This is the herd coming up next. This is a rare treat for me. Okay. I moved to uh, the city of orange in California in 1981. I am a, with the exception of the first six years of my life, a lifelong angel fan. What do the Angels do
2: with the best player in baseball? One more H.E.R.D.? The H.E.R.D. streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search H.E.R.D. to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
3: Cataracts are the primary cause
2: of avoidable blindness.
0: He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
6: Three six nine In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
3: Doug alleyman for Collins, The Herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio app.
6: We got Ryan Music with the news upcoming,
3: but um, look, baseball season's interesting, you know. This sport and and you know it's it's it, there there will definitely be. We'll have this conversation with JP Morosi. John Paul Morosi is going to join us in a moment. Like, do people understand? The dramatic change in the sport of baseball? I don't I actually don't think they do. All they're all they're looking at is, hey, game times are shorter. Huh? Ah, ah, game times are shorter. I I would think that if you polled fans, ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent would say if you say, Hey, what are the rules changes in baseball done? They go, game times are shorter. The reality is athleticism is very much back being part of the sport, right? You've got to be able to field your position. You've got to be able to move. You just can't hide dudes anymore. And and I, I I do think putting the ball in play as a hitter is back in it's much more important than just hitting home runs or walking. Um but when you get on the base pass, being able to steal bases. The bases themselves are bigger. I remember thinking when they were talking about the rules, like how much difference can in increasing the size of a base really change things? Turns out a lot. And what will happen inherently is what happened in the NBA and what happened in the NFL. Like, what do you mean? Rules changes, changes your approach, changes your roster, changes the value of certain positions. Like what's lost in the running back discussion, oh, running backs are so underpaid, is like, yeah, but it's because the rules changes have been everything outside the tackles and protecting the quarterbacks. You can't protect the running backs, so they still get beaten up. They're less valuable. You're way better off throwing the ball on third down. Third down's the most important down. It's no longer hand the ball to your running back. Right? I mean, think about it. We all watch NFL games. It gets the third down. If your team lines up and goes, you know, brings in all the big, big nasties and lines up and tries to just run the ball and run over people, you're going like, oh, my God, that was your play call. Whereas you put dudes in motion, you run a little oop-de-oop and you throw a little slant route. That's how you get a third down, isn't it? Rule changes change things. In the NBA, you remember power forwards? They no longer exist. Traditional centers, because of analysts anal- analytics, they no longer exist. You've got to be able to shoot the three and defend on a ball screen. That's it. Patrick Ewing's game would not fit in 2023. Are we on in New York? It doesn't really matter. Like, wherever we're on, like, you're sitting there, somebody spit out their coffee, like, Pat Ewing, he was awesome. He was awesome. Show me a guy who plays like Pat Ewing In the NBA. They don't exist. That's going to happen in baseball. I don't know what, who gets screwed the most because their style of of playing the sport, their position is no longer of value, but it's going to happen because that's what happened with rule changes. You know, they change the hand-checking rule. People start to uh, understand that, you know, that that, where you're... Like, look, NBA centers are a lot like running backs. The reason that you can't score in the post and that it's a low, the analytics tell you it's 0.777 PPP is because they haven't changed how they officiate in the low post. It's hand-to-hand combat. So get away from the basket where they can't touch you and you can shoot the ball free and clear. And, oh yeah, by the way, if you shoot it from far enough, you actually get an additional point. Baseball has changed dramatically, dramatically, and I think eventually it's going to affect certain position players, certain styles of the sport. Let's bring in John John Morosi, of course, MLB insider, reporter for the MLB Network. Uh, you see him on Fox's coverage as well, and he joins us here in the herd. I'm Doug Gottlieb, in for Colin Cowherd. John, baseball is your life. Like You do an amazing job of just absorbing it and covering it. How different is the sport this year from last year?
2: Well, Doug, good afternoon, good morning out in L.A. Uh, First of all, thanks for the kind words. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, Greetings from Cooperstown, by the way. What a great weekend we've got here with Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland going in. But you're right. You're exactly right. Uh, The game has changed, and you said the word a couple moments ago, athleticism. Athleticism is back in the game. And, and as you were saying, uh, that very eloquent uh, beginning here to the segment, Doug, on where we're at, it is no accident to me that a few of the more surprising teams, specifically the Diamondbacks, the Orioles, and the Reds, are on the younger side of the, the average age of their position players. And three of the more disappointing teams in the sport right now, yeah. Yankees, Padres, Mets, are on the older side. It's striking to me that, and I think you're hitting on it right now, Doug, you can almost separate the sport right now into two categories, teams that are playing with energy and teams that are not. And the Yankees, for example, are not. I was just with them on Wednesday in Anaheim. The Angels swept them. The Yankees look tired. And without judge, they just have no rhythm and energy to their offense. Whereas the younger teams, the Reds, the athleticism jumps off the field, and it's not just Ellie de la Cruz. Matt McClain's a very athletic player. T.J. Friedel's a very athletic player. Uh, You look at Baltimore, all of their youth, my goodness, the birdbath and the excitement that they've got. It's becoming, again, a young person's game, Doug, and it is so refreshing to see the way young players and also, young fans are so engaged with the game. It's just—it's a very, very fun thing right now. I,
3: I It's its an amazing point you bring up. And I almost like, I'm watching Aaron Boone, who, uh, you know, he grew up in Villa Park right down the road from Anaheim Stadium. And I'm watching him struggle with this team. And look, I, I understand there are inner workings of it and there are things, I'm sure, mistakes that he's made or whatever. But Donaldson got hurt, Aaron Judge is hurt. But the other point to it is, it feels like the Yankees are constructed for a different era, right? They're constructed for the last, is that, and, and it doesn't, Jesus Christ could come down and he can't manage the Yankees to be better because it's built for a different era of baseball.
2: Correct. That's very, very well said. Uh, I think that when you look at the Yankees and the way they've been built, they don't have a lot of depth. So again, you look at older teams, without a ton of AAA depth and position players ready to impact the roster outside of Volpe and the guys that are already there, once you have some injuries hit you, where do you go? And they went with guys like McKinney and Calhoun. Now Calhoun's injured himself. It's not a very durable athletic team. Baltimore, whenever they needed somebody, they call up one more great athlete, the Reds. Same thing. They just they hit a bit of a rough patch. Here comes Christian Encarnacion and Strand from AAA. It, it, they can come at you in waves. And baseball is a roster of waves. There are different times of the year where you have to call on unique aspects of your team. And the Yankees right now, to your point, are heavily indexed toward older sluggers. Yeah. And older sluggers, at least in the case of the Yankees, have gotten hurt and are not terribly productive.
7: Well,
3: it's, it's a, say and, and and have got, but also don't put the ball in play, right? Don't, right? don't run the bases and don't cover their position as well. All the things that are right. way at a way more way more valued now. By the way, Krishna and Carnacion Strand, Oklahoma State guy. Just want to point point that point yeah, that one right. out. John Paul Morosi, John Paul Morosi, joining us here. Uh, Doug Gollyman for Colin. It's the herd. Okay, um, what what happened to the Rays? They start at twenty nine and seven, and now they are taking on water. Like what? What happened?
2: Uh, the the pitching injuries finally caught up with them, Doug. And I think offensively, maybe they've come back to earth a little bit as well. Um, they rely so much on, on a handful of players, obviously Rosa Rosarena, Diaz, Wander Franco, all stars. Um, low to an extent as well. Rayleigh had, had a tremendous first half. I just think they have regressed a little bit offensively, and more important than that, Doug, is that their pitching injuries have really caught up with them. I don't think they are going to win the division unless they make a meaningful deadline move. They have got to get, whether it's Stroman, Giolito, Michael Lorenzen from Detroit, they need somebody to, to really establish and help shore up their rotation they've had too many injuries and and i think much like a lot of other teams when you have a lot of injuries to your rotation it's really hard to be consistent and that's precisely what's happened to them so uh they need to make a big move they've got a very solid minor league system from which to trade i expect they will make a move but there is no doubt in my mind right now doug the momentum belongs to the baltimore orioles in the american league east and if you were to tell me right now that I had to predict who's going to win the division. I would say with about 60% certainty in my mind right now, based on what I've seen on the field, that the Baltimore Orioles are going to be the first place team when all is said and done in the American League East.
3: Wow. Uh, who would have who would have thought? Of course, they've drafted in high spots for the last like twenty years. They've 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 not been a player. But
2: That helps, Doug. That yeah,
3: helps. And that's where they get all that fifty nine and thirty-seven at this point in time in the year. John Palmarosi joining us. Fox Sports, uh, MLB Insider, of course, MLB Network, MLB Insider. Um, you, you you mentioned you were at the big A to check out the Yankees and Angels. Angels who were at death's door and they got it. There was, you know, you go back a week ago, is not only trade Otani, maybe a trade Trout, too, if somebody will take on Rendon's contract. Just start over. They win three in a row. Otani's bat flipping, and there seems to be a little bit of life there. Um, where do you think they are in the desire to ultimately trade Otani?
2: Right now, Doug, I think it's better than 50 50 that he stays. Because they're playing better. It was always going to be and would always be a very high bar for any team to reach to convince the Angels to move him. And it becomes harder for the Angels to justify moving him if they're still in it. And right now they're on the fringe of being in it. Um, The Yankees, to your point, were just swept and they are struggling. If we get to the end of the month, and and again, there's only 10 games to be played for the Angels between now and the deadline. If we get there and they have passed both the Yankees and Red Sox or at least one of them, I think it becomes likely that Otani stays. Because Artie Moreno, I really believe, Doug, in the range of outcomes here, he's waiting for this team to show him that they're in it. There are some executives that get to this point of the year and maybe they've got a desire to to start over and and they almost they almost react in a positive way when their team proves to them that they're not contenders because then it allows them to make the trades that they actually want to make. That is not the case here. I really believe Arte Moreno wants this team to prove that they're still in it. And and this past week has gone a good distance toward doing that. They also have a weekend series coming up against the Pirates yeah. at home. They should win that series. Uh, they, they also have, a, I think, a situation where they, they play the Tigers uh, next week in Detroit. They should win that series as well. So if, if they win those two series, and they should, and then find a way to win that series against Toronto, they're going to be in a good spot. And so I think that it's 60-40 right now, let's say, Doug, that Otani remains a member of the Angels as of August
3: first. Oh, okay, but they can't not get anything for Shohei Ohtani, right? They can't get the fiftieth pick in the draft.
2: I know. The, like, I know. Doug. But, and and
3: look, I I, I I get like I get it. Like if like they always draw three million people, but there's a buzz. Like you walk into that place and it's it's alive, it's electric, and he's yeah. delivering too. Like that's one of the impressive things. Is like you know, with all this talk of trade and all, it's like he's on pace to break Aaron Judge's record. Like he's he's balling. But uh, are you really going to let the best player in the sport? Walk out the door for a fifty, the fiftieth pick in the draft.
2: Well, and that's a fair question, Doug. But but let's look at it this way: you've walked this journey with him this far, five and a half years, and now you've actually got the best chance you've probably ever had to make the playoffs. If again, if they play well for the next ten days, are you really going to walk away from that, from the from the potential to see Shohei hit home run number sixty? In an Angels uniform, if they're close on August first, and they trade him to the Orioles, and he hits number sixty at Camden Yards in an Orioles uniform, so hard. How how will that feel for the Angels and their fans? And and I'll say this too, Doug: they've already gotten the best deal in the history of baseball to have Otani for as long as they've had him, when the signing bonus was under five million bucks because of the. The, the rules at the time, you've already had the best deal ever, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it would be a little disingenuous for from my perspective to say, okay, we've had the best deal, now we've got to make an even better deal. I, I think you've already had the best deal. Uh, if you're close, play the season out. If you only go five and five over the next ten games, you're right at 500, okay, I get it. Make what would be, by the way, the biggest, trade in sports in my estimation since gretzky became an la king that's what we're talking about right now with Shohei otani
0: man
3: it's gonna be interesting uh they they they're saying they wouldn't trade with the dodgers that's because and you tell me like you're the insider it, the 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 working rumor in southern california is 600 million is is the number and the Do- it's already done with the Dodgers. Is is that the working? Is that is that what you hear?
2: Well, it's it's not already done. No, I think that there's a belief that that the Dodgers have the the inside track, but beyond that, I think it's all conjecture, and, and I, I don't think there's been anything that's already been discussed in that in that realm. And and for that matter, Doug, I don't buy it that the Angels would just outright refuse to deal with the Dodgers. If the Dodgers made the best offer, make the trade. Yeah, of course. I, I, I think that You can't bite off if your if hand you to
3: spite your face. You just, you yeah, just can't. exactly. Right? You now, can't now that, you may charge him a little Dodger tax, like, hey, that, you know, don't throw one more in there. Yeah,
2: And go for that, by the way. The other thing you could charge the Dodgers, Doug, is the tax for having the most prospects of any team in the top 100 in the industry. Because guess who has that? The Dodgers. Right. They've got nine of the top one hundred. So the Dodgers, if if we're being honest here, they've got the best equipment to make this trade of anybody in the entire sport. Um, so I I am not going to let the Dodgers off the hook here and say oh they'll never make that trade because that that relieves the pressure on the Dodgers. I, I don't I don't buy that. I think if they if they want Otani right now, they should go out there and get him. Yeah, they should, and
3: they'll probably have to take Anthony Rendon <laughs> as, as 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 well. Oh yeah, we we'll just throw him in there. That's a little part of part of of the trade that 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 bad contract. Um, have a great weekend, JP. Always great catching up with you. I love your energy for for the sport that you cover. Thanks for being our guest.
2: Thanks, Doug. I really appreciate the conversation, my friend. Really appreciate the call, and have a great weekend
3: to you as well. Thanks. All right. Uh, that's uh, John Morosi, MLB Insider, reporter for the MLB Network. Here's Ryan Music with the news.
5: No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News.
7: Always great to have the great John Paul Morosi in the Herd, Doug. Talk a little baseball. It's that time of year, summertime. But we're going to turn our attention back to the NFL, of course. Mm-hmm. As the old saying goes, NFL short for not for long. That's certainly the case for the greatest coach of all time and Bill Belichick. As rumors about his job status with the Patriots continue to heat up, Patriots owner Robert Kraft has been public about his displeasures not winning a playoff game since their 2018 season. Ben Voland of the Boston Globe. He joined the herd earlier this week, and he had this to say about Belichick's status in New England. If they have a losing record again, if Mac Jones has another sideways season, and the offense isn't better, and the team is boring again, I definitely think Belichick is on the hot seat, and there's a chance uh, that he doesn't come back next year. Now, again, I-, I think it would have to be a disastrous kind of season, uh, but seven and 10, and Mac Jones screaming at the coaches again, like I, I definitely think that could happen. Crazy. Again, again, but
3: but think about what he said though. Okay, I want it like I have been on my show. I lo- love Ben, and he's covered that team for a long time. He said if they have another below five hundred season, if Mac Jones regresses and is screaming at the coaches, if their offense still looks bad, if 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 if, and I, I like I get like they, you know, you don't get new Hopkins, and you're like dude, who is who's he gonna throw to? But can we all like Bill O'Brien wasn't a great general manager, but seems to be pretty good with offense, right? Agreed. And Mac Jones did regress last year. They won eight games. The year before, they did make the playoffs with him as a rookie. And and I get it. That division on paper looks ridiculous. Looks ridiculous. But your division can be ridiculous, and you still win a bunch of games because you only play six games in division, right? And they're not playing a first-place schedule. So, um, you know, I mean, look, they start out with the Eagles and Dolphins at home. <laughs> and they go to the Jets and Cowboys. Uh... But but the point is, like, that's a lot of things that have to go wrong in order for him to be on the hot seat, and then maybe. Right? Yeah, like, look, if they win four games, he might get fired. Any coach you could, just pretty much any coach you could say that about. So I I just, like, we have to contextualize what Ben was talking about.
7: Sure. And to your point, it's the simple upgrade in offensive play caller is exactly the type of move that could take them from being just under 500 to just over and very much back in the playoffs. And then all of this is all for naught. It is just interesting that we've even arrived at a point to where Bill Belichick is even remotely being whispered about his job status being in question. Well, I mean
3: like every coach will tell you that you, you're every job you have, you're, you're going to coach until you get fired, right? That's, so it does, it happens to everybody. You know, they may retire you, but at at some point, Diamond, they all do come to an end.
5: Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News.
3: Um, I'm Doug Gotlibin for Colin Cowherd. There's a new owner for the Washington Commanders. Which, of course, leads us to wonder. Daniel Snyder, who some people think is the worst owner in the history of of sports. Is that his legacy? What is
2: his legacy? Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's
1: me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask?
5: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code HERD, once again new customers, bet five and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code HERD, the crown is yours.
6: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
3: Doug Gottlieb for Colin. This is The Hurt. Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. I'll tell you what uh, Saquon Barkley is doing After final grades have been posted, the top of the hour. Plus, um, I'll just use the letters DB. Yeah, I think we all know what the, it's not a curse word, but somehow it's become like the word which we call people that are, well, a DB, right? And I'm not talking about defensive back. You guys are all nodding. You know what I'm talking about, right? The ultimate dad DB move. Or was it Pat Mahomes being the DB at the, the Lake Tahoe golf tournament? Get to that next hour. Oh, and my man, T.J. Hushmanzada, is going to join us? Great. Love Hush. Good energy. I'm sure he's going to want to talk Lakers. We're going to actually want to talk the NFL. We may be able to get both. Dan Steiner is no longer the owner of the Washington Commanders. So, by the way, Dan Steiner, actually owner of the Washington Redskins, then football team, then Commanders, sold all three. Sale went through yesterday. $6.1 billion? Um. I I think, I think there's a lot to. Uh, there, there's a lot to kind of, you know, go through the disaster that was his ownership, right? But there's a really kind of simple way of explaining why it was such, frankly, an embarrassment to the league. I mean, in in my childhood, in my childhood, when you thought of the NFL. You thought of the NFL. You thought of, among other teams, the Washington Redskins were kind of royalty. Old RFK Stadium was, you could like, they'd pan up from it and then you could see the Capitol. They had the Hogs. They ran counter Trey. And they famously won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. And Joe Gibbs was their coach. They were like, Kind of America's team ish, you know? Yeah, and they played the Cowboys and the Giants, and they were all in the, it just all worked. And I, I think the takeaway is this. They had some good coaches. They took some chances. They tried every different way to win. Right? They went and hired Steve Spurrier. Like that was a disaster. It's like, okay, but Steve Spurrier was an innovative offensive mind they tried with. You know, Jay Gruden and Bruce Allen. They actually, like, we can say that that didn't work, but RG three had a great rookie year. He just got hurt. And then the backup was Kirk Cousins. So they got in the fourth round. Like that was a great draft pick. They had some, they had some players. Um, Jay Gruden yesterday. Uh, there was some sound of him saying Dan Snyder insisted on being involved in free agency. Right? Without doing any of the homework. Now, look, a lot of NFL owners. I want to draft this guy. I want to draft that guy. I want to trade. They, they get they they're fanboys, but it's their team, and they say owners own. Snyder is famous, by the way, and he was famously despised for being the first owner to charge admission to training camp. Something that, by the way, it's not the norm now, but it does happen at a lot of training camps. So he was, I guess, sort of innovative. He clearly lacked any sort of bedside manner and he was despised by people who worked for him and the people that covered him and of course the fans, but most of that was because they didn't win. Right? If, they, if they won Super Bowls, honestly, Dan Snyder would not be run out of town. I, I I wish it was another way. I wish it was, hey, you're not a good person. You lose your team. That's not how it actually works. But he was a bad guy whose teams didn't win and still he made, you know, somewhere in the $5 billion and change profit on selling the football team yesterday. But um, I think the ultimate legacy is this. You can't win in business or in sports, which is a business, with dysfunctional leadership. Right? Not Not every company that succeeds has the same plan or has perfect leadership, but you just can't win in spite of dysfunction. You just can't. And you can say whatever you want about, well, you know, if RG3 hadn't gotten hurt or this pick was different or this coach made a difference, that's fine. Okay, remember, during his time of ownership, Cowboys haven't won either. Right, it's not like they were. Hey, the Cowboys—they spent more money. Like they ain't won either. But the mess was because of dysfunction. And you just—anyone who's worked in a company where the ownership leadership is dysfunctional—you know that no matter how hard you work, no matter how good your plan, it ain't run You ain't win a championship with that. I'm Doug Gallivan for Colin. Bye. Saquon Barkley's trying to improve his grades after they went final. I'll prove it to you next in the herd.
1: The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder Gainbridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at gainbridge.io. I've been telling you about Dakova's boots for a long, long time. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Dakovas. But now they also have a gift for my listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com Just use the code HERD at checkout. All you got to do, H-E-R-D. That's H E R D at T E C O V A S dot com, and point your toes west.